you have the time to listen to me whine about nothing and everything all at once. I am one of those melodramatic fools, neurotic to the bone, no doubt about it. I think a lot of people have died. We need to find a way to end this because our priorities for national security, of course, the border, which we talked about, and people like Nikki Haley care more about Ukraine's border than she does about our own southern border, which is wrong. But we also have to look at what's the top threat to this country. It's the Chinese Communist Party. We are not doing what we need to do to have adequate hard power in the Indo-Pacific. And here's the thing. We don't have enough resources being $35 trillion in debt to continue doing hundreds of billions of dollars. We got to focus on our issues here at home and we've got to deal with the top threat that we face, which is China. And then I wonder why you raised the debt when you were in Congress, because we're all paying for that. This portion of the debate came dangerously close to dealing with something of substance. I mean, it was really flirting with actually being meaningful last night in the midst of all of the stupid personal attacks and the you lied and go to he lied.com and just all of the just... So disappointing, this debate last night. So disappointing. But this subject, this section on Ukraine, actually almost had a meaningful clash of viewpoints and approaches toward foreign affairs. This is the lie they're telling the American people over and over again. It is so wrong to say this. They're saying you have to choose between Ukraine or Israel, or Israel and, the, and securing the border. Supporting Ukraine is 3.5% of our budget. I don't want cash going. It's equipment and it's ammunition. If we support Ukraine and Israel, that's only 5% of our defense budget. So if you're going to borrow support, that? If we support Ukraine, Israel, and secure the border, that's less than 20% of Biden's green subsidies. You do not have to choose when it comes to national security. This is about keeping Americans safe. This is about preventing war. This is about keeping our military men and women from having to fight a war. And you only do that when you focus on national security, not telling lies to the American people that they have to choose. That is wrong. That's never been the case. So here's the, here's the problem with what you're saying. By the way, I would say this uh, when he jumps in with the you, you're going to borrow money for that. No, we all want a well, Republicans want a balanced budget. They just don't practice it when they get elected. Right. Uh, we say we want it. Uh, we all want that. We all want cuts. We all want a more responsible fiscal. We want to start chipping away at the national debt. We want to create a, a non budget deficit would be a great place to get to. It's not even a place you can start at realistically, but it's a place we should certainly be trying to get to. But of all the things we borrow money for. Okay, of all the things we borrow money for, borrowing money to replenish the stockpile of weapons with newer weapons, and we're sending the older material over to Ukraine to fight against our one of our top two geopolitical adversaries in Russia and degrade their military capacity and preserve freedom on the continent, and it's a 3% of our budget if we do that, uh, that's actually a pretty good thing to invest in, even to borrow for. It's not great to be borrowing at all, but if you got to borrow for something, that's a pretty good one to borrow for. Okay, so I, I agree with her on that. But, you know, they continued, and I thought, again, this was kind of getting close to an actual worldview philosophy debate. She doesn't articulate how this comes to an end, except she was asked uh, after the last debate uh, by, I believe, Megyn Kelly, and she said, you bring it to an end by bringing Ukraine into NATO. 
But of course, we're a NATO country. So if you bring Ukraine into NATO, that puts the United States at war. Megan said that to her. And then she basically gave a word salad uh, as to how you go from there. Okay, I mean, fair. Okay, fair criticism. So they have sent cash. Uh, she supports this $106 billion that they're trying to get through Congress. Where's some of that money going? They've done tens of billions of dollars to pay salaries for Ukrainian government bureaucrats. They've paid pensions for Ukrainian retirees with your tax dollars. We've got homeless veterans. We have all these problems. This is the UN way of thinking that we're somehow globalists and we have unlimited resources to do. You know, I think here's the problem. You can take the ambassador out of the United Nations, but you can't take the United Nations out of the ambassador. Of all the attempted zingers of the night, that was pretty good. <laughs> that was that's. I mean, he he tried a lot of zingers, and most of them were not good because he's just not a zinger guy. And he should really. I don't know who's advising him that that's good because they seem so forced most of the time. Like you know, oh oh, look at this one here. I got, I got a zinger for you. And I think part of the problem with her her candidacy is now that she's getting scrutiny, uh, she's got this problem with ballistic podiatry, uh, shooting herself in the foot every other day, <laughs> saying things that now she doesn't even take questions oh from people. Oh my god! <laughs> Stop it, Ron. <laughs> Can you hear my eye roll? Yeah, exactly. Whoa. Mr. Governor, no. Not your strength, sir. So, like I said, that section on Ukraine uh, came dangerously close to being actually interesting. Uh, the stuff on school choice was interesting, if only because she said, I failed to get the legislature on board, and he said, I got the legislature on board, and so I win where you did not. Is that the only example of leadership or failed leadership? No, but it was at least... The problem is, a lot of stuff they just agree on. I mean... They have the same position on a lot of things. And by the way, I don't think it's fair of him to say that, uh, you know, spending money on Ukraine while not spending enough money on the border, because she would certainly fix that problem, too. That's an anti-Biden comment, not an anti-Haley comment. So, I don't know. I just It did feel to me like most of last night they spent wasting my time. Most of last night they spent trying to claim each other was a liar and a hypocrite and repeating talking points that... I don't think anybody really cares about and not doing enough to really be presidential. You know, if anything, the the biggest selling point that both of these two have over Trump, because that's the issue, right, is these two versus Trump who wasn't there. The biggest selling point that both of them have over Trump is the ability to win the general election. He may, but they will. And also the ability to be presidential, to represent a demeanor uh, that will create admiration and hope and all the things that, you know, Trump does not do well at, at least un unless you're, you know, if you're outside of his, like, core base. And neither one of them showed that last night. They have both shown it in the past. And they both kind of devolved to the third-grade bicker fest that makes you kind of not like either one of them much. It's almost like without Chris Christie in the room being, you know, the fourth-grade jerk bully, they felt the need to... Go into that empty space. <laughs> you know, like politics hates a vacuum. Somebody's got to be this way. No, no, you didn't either have to be that way. 617 on News Radio 923, informative, local, dependable. Jake's got traffic on the fives. If you watch the debate, uh, if you watch the debate, uh, tell me what you thought. 437 1620. Jake, how do the roads look? 
They look great. I don't see any major accidents or slowdowns to report. Uh, looks like Highway 98 east and westbound through Gulf Breeze and Navarre is clear. Highway 90 coming out of Milton this morning. You're clear all the way through Pace and uh, on into Pensacola. Highway uh, 29 south through Cantonment, no issues there. And uh, on our side streets here, we've got uh, Chase Street, Garden Street, Gregory Street, uh, clear there. Davis Highway is clear from the I-10 overpass through Creighton, Brent, and Fairfield. If you see anything out there slowing you down, let us know. Call or text our traffic tip line, 437-1620. I'm Jake Walker with Traffic on the Fives. Thanks so much, Jake. You know, when I think about Frontier Motors, it's kind of like a um, a collection of used car dealerships. You know, there's so many cars on the lot. 300 is a lot. Okay, trucks, vans, SUVs, sedans. And so what that means is that in each category of car you will find depending on which category it is you know 20 to 60 of that type of car meaning it's a dealership on its own for sedans on its own for pickup trucks you know and so when you go there you could really try all the different kinds of that vehicle that are a year two three years old low miles in great condition the kind of car that dave ramsey recommends you buy and then you can drive it until the wheels fall off and then buy another one like that's how i buy cars that's how he recommends you buy cars and they're all available at frontier motors you know cars you can completely count on and not have to worry about at a reasonable price but again all that variety all in one place Serving the Pensacola community for more than 25 years, Frontier Motors right behind the big buffalo on Beverly Parkway. Be sure to tell them Andrew McKay says hi. Delicious seafood is what you'll find at David's Catfish House. David's Catfish serves only the best Mississippi catfish and fresh Gulf seafood, as well as generous portions of their delicious southern sides. Backed by popular demand, every Thursday is Shrimp-tastic Thursday, featuring $5 off their popcorn shrimp dinner or all-you-can-eat popcorn shrimp dinner. Serving fresh seafood daily, visit David's Catfish House on Dogwood Drive in Milton and New Warrington Road in Pensacola. Welcome to David's, where Southern and seafood meet. Hi, this is Earl Ron, president of New South Window. If you need new windows or doors for your home, heads up, this message is for you. New South is having a one-day factory sale, this Saturday only in our factory showroom. 40% off high-performance award-winning windows, 40% off energy-efficient windows and patio doors, 40% off our factory direct products installed. Bring in your measurements for on-the-spot pricing or call today. One day only, this Saturday from 9 till 4. Please visit us at NewSouthWindow.com. This Saturday only, save an additional 5% when you arrive before noon. Hi, I'm Billy Anderson with Anderson Subaru. The men and women here at Anderson Subaru are committed to the Subaru love promise, a promise between us and our communities, a promise to make the Gulf Coast a better place to live, to work, and to play. And we're proud of what we've accomplished. From our ongoing support of the Pensacola Breast Cancer Association and Ascension Sacred Heart to volunteering with Feeding the Gulf Coast, we've conducted clothing drives for loaves and fishes and charity auctions for Gulf Coast Kids House, and we support Sherwood Elementary School in multiple ways. We're committed to the pets in our communities, too. By supporting dog adoption events with Phoenix Rising Rescue, Barktoberfest with Pensacola Humane Society, and Potty Gras with Wolfgang Park and Bruce. And the love continues. Through donations, volunteering, and monetary support, Anderson Subaru is making a difference in the lives of our neighbors and our community. The Subaru Love Promise. That's a promise we intend to keep at Anderson Subaru Highway 29, just north of Car City, Pensacola, online at AndersonSubaru.com. Anderson's got a Subaru for you. 
Here's what's happening around Pensacola this week. Join the Pensacola Symphony Orchestra with the Beethoven and Blue Jeans presentation Saturday night at the Sanger Theater, PensacolaSanger.com. Monday is the first fee-free day of the year at the Gulf Islands National Seashore Park in honor of the Martin Luther King Jr. holiday. Enjoy the parks for free all day. Find more events and submit yours at NewsRadio923.com. Pensacola right now with Joe and Austin. It's like headline news for radio every day, 4 to 7, on News Radio 923. Informative, local, dependable. Well, I just wanted to let everyone know that we have a uh, new student joining us. She just moved here all the way from Africa. Welcome. I'm from Michigan. Great. did a lot to basically put yourself out there saying you're willing to fight to the death and you'll sit here all day listening to everything and everybody until the cows come home. So at this point, it seems like you've done a total 180 and that's your right. I respect that. That's wrong. I did not say anything to you while you were speaking. I, I want you, I'm begging you to get familiar with some basic fundamentals of media procedures, okay? Well, make up stuff. Commissioner Parker, I'm going to let you call order to this. Keep on going. Let him, let him speak. I did not say a word to you as you went on, okay? I will. I don't need your permission, sir. I really don't. Okay. Oh, sorry. I, I didn't set this up properly. That's Kerry Smith and James Calkins throwing in his little comments once in a while, and then Sam Parker, the chairman of the Santa Rosa County Commission. I, I didn't prepare you properly for what you were about to hear, so uh, let's back up and reset. Morning, everyone. We're here for public forum. Public forum is an opportunity for the public to get up and speak about anything they'd like to discuss. We are a representative government. We're hired to represent these folks out here, and they have the right to redress. And I do not agree and I will not agree with taking away their right to redress this board during the agenda items. I know that that's, we've not discussed this. I know you guys now know that I'm, I'm willing to die on this hill and I will die on this hill and I will go to the further extreme to make sure everybody knows how important this is to me. Well, the, the furthest extreme is pretty far out there, right? I appreciate you bringing this up, I think we have a huge disagreement on First Amendment and, you know, what and freedom of speech. Uh, the difference between I and you is I'm willing to sit here all day. I get paid 70-something thousand a year to hear the people. I'm willing to, to sit here all day and listen to unlimited citizens come up here and tell us what they think about us, whether they're for us, against us, whether they're for an item or against an item. I'm willing to sit here. You, on the other hand, has made an effort to try to restrict. You, you said 
After an hour? No. The difference between I and you. You, on the other hand, has... Oh. <laughs> it, gives, it gives me the, like, seventh grade English shivers. It does, every single time. So that's... The, the bickering was over the format of the meetings. That's, again, in Santa Rosa County. Sam Parker, the chairman, had come in and kind of created some new um, rules, and he wanted to create some new rules. The main rule change was he wanted to get rid of the public speaking during the agenda. He wanted to take all of the public comments on any subject and put it only in the front of the meeting, and I was opposed to this. James Calkins was opposed to this. Um, you know, I think Kerry Smith was opposed to this. We all kind of tried to say, no, that's not a good plan. Let him talk on the agenda. If you want to limit it, I was in favor of letting it be limited to only three appearances per day. That'd be fine by me. But they didn't stick, stick with that in the end. But this whole issue of um, how much public input, how long is the public input, this is like this never-ending problem that nobody – I almost, I don't actually believe this. But you know how the the, Fed, the the government of Tallahassee preempts things and takes the power to decide things away from the local governments? I almost wish Tallahassee would put in a law that says this is the format of the meeting. <laughs> it's because all of these different groups do it differently and they bicker about it and causes problems. And I almost think, almost, not I'm not really there, but I almost think that preemption could solve this issue <laughs> for all of these entities I don't really think that, but it does cause a lot of drama to figure out three minutes, four minutes, two minutes on the agenda, off the agenda. How are we going to run these meetings? Well, man, um, a lot of times not well. Let's just put it that way. 627 here on News Radio 92.3. Uh, Jake's got traffic for us. Jake? I'm not seeing anything out there on the roadways to report to you this morning. Highway 98 through Gulf Breeze and Navarre is looking good. Highway 90 coming out of Milton through Pace is uh, showing no accidents this morning. Uh, on our uh, side streets here, looks like Creighton. Uh, let's see here. Fairfield not showing any problems. All clear from 12th Avenue through to Palafox and W Street. Uh, no delays on Burgess or Olive. Looks like uh, Lily and Jackson Navy, New Warrington, all accident-free on the west side. If you see anything out there, let me know. Call or text 437-1620. I'm Jake Walker with Traffic on the Fives. Thanks so much, Jake. David Wayne's in the newsroom with our headlines. David? South Africa is presenting its case today to the International Court of Justice claiming Israel has committed genocide in Gaza. Uh, while Israel calls the allegation baseless, the U.S. has uh, been urging the IDF to scale down its, atta its attacks on Palestinians. South Africa presents its arguments today. Israel addresses the court tomorrow. A group of global financial experts say disinformation is the top threat that faces the world economy. The World Economic Forum conducted a survey among 1,400 industry leaders and policymakers. They asked them the top 10 risks. The number one answer was misinformation and disinformation. And pop star Selena Gomez is going to be playing Linda Ronstadt in an upcoming movie. Rolling Stone says a musical biopic is in pre-production with Gomez starring as the legendary singer. Gomez had been dropping some hints about the movie. She posted a photo on Instagram this week showing her reading Ronstadt's memoir. All right, David, thanks so much for the update. 437-1620. You can always text me with your uh, traffic notes or uh, anything you think about what we're talking about, reactions to it, or any questions you've got, 437-1620. Jake, I know you have uh, given up alcohol for a little while now, right, as part of your health and diet re regime, right? Limited it, yes. L okay, limited, limited, fair enough. It. I don't want to overstate your commitment. Yeah, yeah. But you know about this uh, dry January thing? I've heard about this, where yes. Where people vow to give up alcohol in January as mm -hmm. a way of getting back in shape and getting healthier and all this stuff. Yeah. Um, well, Miller, Miller, of all people, is going to help people with dry January. Mm. If you don't want to drink their, almost it's beer, uh, Miller Lite, <laughs> <laughs> they have a solution for you. 
Miller Lite flavored beer mints in the tin, like an Altoids tin, Mm -hmm. okay? Uh, Five bucks per tin gets you uh, 60, I think, is in the uh, the tin. And uh, theoretically, they taste a little bit like Miller Lite, which tastes a little bit like beer. And um, then you just pop one of those in your mouth, and you can get over your craving in dry January. <laughs> so it's like Nicorette for Miller Lite. <laughs> so um, Business Insider got a, a hold of a tin ahead of time and uh, said this had to say, or, sorry, CNBC, excuse me. I got, if I got a Miller Lite at a bar that tasted like this, I'd tell the bartender they needed to clean their lines. Um, it doesn't taste much like mint, and it definitely doesn't taste like beer. I can't say this would do the trick to help satisfy a dry January craving for the taste of Miller Lite. So there you go. I will tell you this. I'm not a Miller Lite drinker, or would I substitute you know, mints for beer? But the tin itself looks like a cool collectible at 5 bucks. Just the tin itself. Fox News. I'm Chris Foster. The fifth Republican presidential debate is down to just Ron DeSantis and Nikki Haley on stage on abortions. She says she's pro-life, but... This is too personal of an issue to put fear or judgment. Our goal should be how do we save as many babies as possible and support as many moms as possible. DeSantis accuses her of mixed messages on abortion and says former President Trump has flip-flopped on it with his criticism of strict abortion bans. He's given a gift to the left to weaponize that against pro-lifers, and that's wrong. The debate on CNN, Trump at a town hall event on Fox. With the life of the mother, uh, rape, incest. Saying he's for exceptions. He says he's proud to have appointed Supreme Court justices that overturned federal abortion rights, but that the Republicans should be focused on winning elections as well. Both events were in Des Moines with the Iowa caucuses coming up on Monday. America's listening to Fox News. Good morning. 631 at News Radio 92.3. Right now we've got 47 degrees. It is mostly cloudy in Pensacola today. We are expecting another strong storm to hit our area tomorrow morning. And uh, this storm expected uh, to begin with rain showers on Friday morning, lasting until the afternoon. Forecasters uh, expect some potentially severe weather throughout the day with damaging wind, hail, and even possible tornadoes again. The National Weather Service has our uh, area at a 2 of 5 risk uh, going into a 3 of 5 risk later in the day. Uh, We'll have more on this with our Channel 3 forecast here in just a couple of minutes. An Escambia County jury has found a second suspect guilty in the deadly shooting in 2021 of local football star Ladarius Clarity. Yesterday, 22-year-old Amos Snowden was convicted of first-degree premeditated murder, and he'll serve a mandatory sentence of life in prison. His brother, DeQuavion Snowden, is also serving life in prison after he was convicted last July. Clarity was killed on July 1st of 2021 while driving near Hollywood Avenue in Fairfield Drive. At the time, Escambia Sheriff Chip Simmons said the car was shot at 50 times and it was a case of mistaken identity, saying the shooters meant to target somebody else. Joe Ford, News Radio 92.3. Thank you, Joe. A $5,000 salary increase for the new Escambia Children's Trust Executive Director has been approved by the Trust's board. That request was made by Lindsay Cannon after the board voted to offer her the job in December. Some board members believe, though, that the job should pay the salary, which had been advertised. I am responsible to the taxpayers, and so to those who are watching, uh, they recognize $5,000 is a lot of money to someone who's poor, but more importantly to an Avalorum uh, tax watcher uh, who thinks that we are spending more money on, on salaries than we're spending on children. I'm responsible to them as well. 
Board member and County Commissioner Lumen May, the majority of the board did support the $5,000 increase for Cannon, saying she'd been told the salary was negotiable and that it may have been low compared to other nonprofits with similar budgets. The increase to $125,000 per year was approved in a 6-3 to vote. A federal judge says a lawsuit against Escambia County Public Schools can move forward. That suit centers around the book-banning controversy as lawyers representing Pen America, Penguin Random House, and five different authors want their books back on library shelves. Judge Weatherell today has said, sorry, state, you do not get a blanket government speech doctrine. You don't get to say and do whatever you want in this context. I hope and believe the school board was listening. I'm sure they were and that other school boards across the state are listening as well. Ultimately, Judge Kent Weatherall, Weatherell said that while districts can remove books for legitimate reasons, moral beliefs are not one of them. The school district will have 28 days to respond to that ruling. Well, it turns out the Navarre Beach Pier isn't going to be closed all that long after all. Santa Rosa County officials announced that while repairs are still being made, that pier will be reopening to the public today. The county says it's been deemed safe for visitors wanting to walk or fish on the pier. It was damaged early Tuesday morning during the last bout of severe weather. 635 at News Radio 92.3 and Jake's got a look at our traffic on the fives. Well, it's looking great out there on the roadways so far. I-10 and I-110 are at posted speeds, not showing any slowdowns on Pine Forest or in Car City. Also, um, looks like Gulf Beach Highway not showing any delays. Uh, Burgess and Olive looking good. Davis Highway is clear from the I-10 overpass through Creighton, Brenton, Fairfield. Highway 98 through Gulf Breeze and Navarre, no accidents reported. Uh, Longleaf Drive, Mobile Highway, Pine Forest Road, North Blue Angel Parkway. We're looking clear around there. If you see anything slowing you down, let us know. Call or text 437-1620. I'm Jake Walker with Traffic on the Fives. We are going to be seeing a nice partly cloudy day today with temperatures warming up near 65 degrees. Overnight tonight, temperatures dropping near 54. Much warmer for our Friday with temperatures topping out near 71 degrees. Showers and thunderstorms move in in the late morning and the afternoon hours. 70% chance of rain overall. Low Friday night dropping near 32 degrees. We're going to stay sunny as you go into the weekend with temperatures much cooler with highs in the 50s. This is Brooke Richardson from the First Morning Weather Center. Thank you, Brooke. And right now we've got cloudy skies, 47 in Pensacola, 47 in Gulf Breeze, 43 in Milton. Our next news at 7. Breaking news anytime it happens. I'm David Wayne, News Radio 923. Informative, local, dependable. I'm Nicole Murray with Your Money Now. LeBron James has signed a multi-year trading card sponsorship deal with Fanatics Collectibles. The Los Angeles Lakers star had spent two decades with rival Upper Deck. James and the Fanatics will release a unique Bowman brand card featuring a dual autograph of the National Basketball Association legend and his son. It will be available for retail January 19th. Walmart is unveiling AI technology into its search function to deliver customers a helpful and intuitive browsing experience. Utilizing large language model and Walmart data, the new design serves up a curated list of the personalized items a shopper is looking for. Meanwhile, the retail giant is also expanding their drone delivery program to 1.8 million more households in Texas. It launched the program in Arkansas in 2021. And on Wall Street, futures are mixed. Wednesday, the Dow Industrial were up 170, the NASDAQ up 111, and the S&P 500 up nearly 27. That's your money now. 
Start the new year off with a bang of big savings during the Omaha Steaks end-of-season event. You can stock up on all your favorites and get 50% off site-wide. That's 50% off incredible steaks like their legendary Butcher's Cut Filet Mignon or sink your teeth into their memorable Butcher's Cut Top Sirloin. Just go to omahasteaks.com. Plus, when you use code QUALITY at checkout, you'll get an extra $30 off your order. From perfectly aged tender steaks to juicy burgers, decadent desserts, and classic comfort meals, Every bite is guaranteed perfect. For a limited time, get 50% off site-wide. Plus, save an extra $30 when you use promo code QUALITY at checkout. Start the new year off right and warm up your winter with tender steaks and hearty home-cooked favorites from Omaha Steaks. All 50% off with their end-of-season event. Make sure to enter the promo code QUALITY at checkout to get that extra $30 off your order. Minimum purchase may apply. Omaha Steaks, America's original butcher. You know what you want to do in retirement, but do you know how to get there? Tune in to What Your Money Would Say with Andrew McNair of Swan Capital, Saturdays at 1, to get answers to your retirement planning questions. Plan today so you can do all the things you've dreamt about doing in retirement. Don't miss What Your Money Would Say with Andrew McNair, Saturdays at 1. Firm offers insurance services, advisory services offered through Swan Capital, LLC. You love your car or truck, right? We love it too. This is Mike Ryan at Mike Ryan's Truck and Auto Accessories. For a cooler summer and protections from harmful UV rays, we'll tint the windows. For safety and security, we have alarms, backup cameras, and dash cams. And for the most beautiful vehicle on the block, our full detailing service will make it look brand new. We have so many custom accessories, it's impossible to list them all here. So come see us at Mike Ryan's Truck and Auto Accessories on Industrial Boulevard at W Street, just north of Marcus Point Baptist Church. Are you hungry for news that keeps you informed, is local and dependable? Look no further than News Radio Pensacola on 92.3, 95.3, and on AM 1620. We're your trusted source for all the latest happenings in the Emerald Coast. From breaking news to in-depth reports, we've got you covered. Our team of experienced journalists brings you the stories that matter most to our community. Stay connected with local events, weather updates, and traffic reports, ensuring you're always one step ahead. We're News Radio Pensacola. Informative, local, dependable. Here on News Radio 923, I'm Andrew McKay. It's Pensacola Morning News. Kind of a weird week this week with the Escambia Board of County Commission having their regular meeting on Tuesday, not on a Thursday meeting. Uh, first meeting of the new year, haven't met in like a month. And there was a lot of stuff on the agenda that didn't get much conversation, didn't get much discussion, but I thought was really important stuff. So, Wes Moreno, he is the county administrator. We always talk to him on a Thursday. Uh, Wes, welcome back to the Pensacola Morning News, sir. Hey, good morning, Andrew. Happy New Year Happy to you. New Year. Happy New Year. Uh, you know, this is one of those agendas where really big stuff got done in the consent agenda portion, and because it was in the consent agenda portion, I think unless you go and read the agenda like I do, you're not even going to know this stuff happened. It's almost like you guys, you almost need to pause for each item and be like, okay, folks, here's what we're doing. This is a big thing. So for let, let's talk about some of this. Um, North Palafox from Brent Lane up to Nine Mile, you know, the... Not not Pensacola Boulevard, not Pile of Fox below Brentley, but Brent Lane, the the little you know two lane rural road in the middle of all of that stuff. 
is getting a massive redesign, a complete streets redesign. And you guys, it's what, a million and a half from the CRA to and basically you're looking for somebody to come forward with, hey, figure out the problems and design it for us, right? Yeah, that's right. That's, that's one of the grants that we uh, submitted for and were awarded. And so, yeah, we're going to take off on that project, uh, recognizing that, that grant money. And we're going to hire a designer and we're going to start designing and we're going to start building. And it's uh, going to be a great project. I think it'll totally uh, change the whole the whole uh, face of that that roadway through there. It'll be a good project and um, make it more walkable, more you know more walk walkability and accessible. I think it's just going to be a great project. When I, I I tried to find if there and I know there there wouldn't have been because it hasn't been done yet, but because it's so early in the process, we don't have pictures. I was trying to find a you know a a, a conceptual idea of what to expect there. And I didn't find it. So you tell me, I mean, are we talking about widening it to, like, I was thinking of Olive, okay, or like North Chemstrand. Uh, I was thinking of places that have been, you know, wildly redone, or even, frankly, of uh, Palafox north of um, uh, Nine Mile, I think, also. But um, I was trying to think of what it would look like. Is it going to be widening to where it's going to be three lanes? Is it going to be a multi-use path? Is it going to be sidewalks? Like, what exactly are we looking at here? Yeah, the main thing will be sidewalks. And okay. we'll take, take care of some drainage. And we'll make those, put in some underground drainage in different areas to be able to put the, the shared path through there. And uh, Oh, so uh, there is going to be a multi-use path. Okay, all right. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. It'll, be a, it'll, it'll totally change the, the face of that roadway through there. Make it much safer uh, for pedestrians and, and, and bicyclists, and uh, it's just a good project. You know, it's one of the things that we submitted for with DEO uh, back early. If you remember that we got those grants midsummer. This is one of the ones we submitted for, and uh, we're going to take off on it. And so, and obviously, again, very early in this project, but uh, a million and a half just to do the 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 RFQ or whatever. But uh, when it comes to actually doing the project, I I mean, we got to be talking. What, twenty million dollars, thirty million? I mean, I don't even know. Yeah, Ballpark. It, it, it'll be a, it'll be a big project, but you know we're we're going to continue submit for grant money. You know, this past the thing about this past uh, agenda is we recognized millions of dollars of worth of grants. Yeah, uh, mainly from the FDEP on this past agenda. And you know, like you said, it kind of went you know kind of went quick. But uh, you know, we're we're driving hard on, on grants, uh, engineering. Joy Blackman and her bunch are driving hard. Chips Kershaw fell, and his, right. and his bunch is driving hard. And, uh, you know, we had the big grant award midsummer, but since then, and even before then, we're just reeling in grants, and it's a lot of work. It's, it's a lot of work by staff, but they're doing a great job. And we're bringing the money in, and we're going we're gonna to put it to good use. The uh, Another couple of projects, just because I, I want people to realize just how much happened at this meeting. Again, in the, like, 5-0 vote of the consent agenda, uh, Wedgwood drainage and stormwater. Um, this is a massive stormwater improvements to the area around Wedgwood, which is historically a flooding area. Improvements and recreational upgrades to the Marie K. Young Community Center and the park. Um, you, I think, I think it's a seven million dollar infrastructure grant, and there's another three million dollars coming from the county. So this is another huge project, right? Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, it's something that's been in the works for a while. Uh, we've been talking with Commissioner May. It's been a big initiative of his, and we've been working with Chips, Kershenfeld, and Brent Whip, and Tim Day, and and his bunch. And uh, it's, uh, we we've, we've met. We've had a conceptual a, a vision, I guess, if you will, for that area there. In this, and we submitted, and uh, we've been awarded, and we're gonna we're gonna start bringing it to fruition. We're gonna we're gonna put it in place. 
Yeah, just another one. And again, I'm I'm just telling you this because it, it's I don't know who else is going to report this exactly. And also, it got, doesn't get focused on the meeting. But like Muldoon Road, Velma, Softly Field, that whole vicinity, you've got uh, about a two and a half million dollar grant for flood mitigation in that area, right by the church. Okay, on um, Softly Field Road. And then you know you've got the uh, the Bayou Grand Villas drainage program. That's a little bit less costly, but. Uh, again, I was reading through this agenda thinking, good Lord, <laughs> we're doing a ton of stuff. Yeah, we are. Again, it, a lot of grant money we recognize uh, Tuesday night. Uh, a lot of this stuff has been in the works. You, you know, this, these grants, that take time, and uh, they're tedious. It takes a lot of effort, my staff, because, uh, uh, you know, people say, oh, we got a grant writers. It's not really, it's not really grant writers. You have subject matter experts that are filling out these applications, and you're chasing down these grant opportunities, funding opportunities. But it's a lot of work, extra work, my staff, on top of the, their daily work that they're trying to get done. And uh, I just can't say enough good about the staff and, and the work they do to bring this money into the county. It, it's uh, millions of dollars, especially when it comes to drainage. I mean, what a, what a great impact it's going to make in these various uh, areas, you know, Muldoon. We had, you know, back in midsummer, we got, I think, a million, maybe a little over a million dollars toward that drainage uh, effort there. And then this money here is going to help even more. So, you know, we're, we're, we're working it. We're, we're, we're working it, patching it together. And What's, um, uh, when we get all these projects in place, it's going to be great. Do you have a ballpark for the last year, how much grant money was brought into the county, even a guess based on the, on the top of your head? I don't at the moment, but I tell you, it's funny you should say that because I just asked uh, Casey Lagarde. We got two two stories that are going to be coming out. One is how much money, how many how many uh, projects we awarded. What was that dollar amount last fiscal year? That that story is going to be coming out fairly quickly. And then beyond, right behind that is just exactly that: is how much, uh, how many dollars worth of grant, millions of dollars worth of grants we reeled in last fiscal year, so she's uh, working on that. I met with Chet Skirchfeld uh, actually just uh, yesterday afternoon, and so he he and engineering and uh, public safety are going to start pulling those numbers together, Good. and we're going to have to send that story out pretty quickly. Good, because I know, you know, D.C. Reed has been touting how much grant money was brought in by the new grants office in the city, and I have said, you and I have talked about this before, I think the county could benefit from having a devoted grant writers and grant staff and you know, but look, if you're getting the money without it, maybe I'm wrong about that. I don't, you know, that I'd like to see the numbers because it's a, it, like I said, it's pretty impressive stuff. Uh, hang on for just a second. We're talking to we're talking to Wes Miranda, the Escambia County Administrator. Let's get a quick traffic on the fives from Jake here first. All right, we're not uh, looking too bad out there this morning. We do we do have a uh, slowdown from an accident that just occurred. That's Highway 98 eastbound at Whispering Pines Boulevard. That's where the Ronnie's Car Wash is across from the church there. Uh, and that's causing backups going all the way back towards the the Dunkin' Donuts and the Culver's. Uh, so I'm starting to get hungry. Um, uh, not seeing anything else around town. I-10 and I-110 is posted speeds, and uh, Highway 90 is looking good, coming out of pace. This traffic report is brought to you by CoveringFlorida.org. Need health insurance? Unsure where to start? A navigator may be able to help. The service is confidential and free. Visit online at CoveringFlorida.org. If you see anything out there, call or text. Let us know, 437-1620. I'm Jake Walker with Traffic on the Fives. Thanks. Thanks so much, Jake. Back to West Miranda, the Escambia County Administrator. Um, I have a question for you, and I feel a bit embarrassed to have to ask it, but I'm going to ask, ask it anyway. The um, the panhandling public safety ordinance with the medians, I know it passed on what I would think of as first reading. Does that need to come back again for a second reading, or is that in law now? 
No, it's done. It's done. Okay. All right. So that is in law. As far as, as, right. far as the board action is done. Okay, very good. So we could start looking for enforcement, and I can talk to the sheriff about that. That's what I thought, but I can never remember which things need or don't need a second or whatever. So that's you know, uh, that's just my own issue. Uh, you guys are gonna. This is something you have been doing, but when employees get hired and they get offered bonuses, and then they don't fulfill their terms of service, they're supposed to repay the bonus. And this has been a thing that has been on many, many agendas that I have seen, but and, and you have gone after them legally to get that money back, but you're doing more of that now and going to small claims court to get these, you know, 500 here, 1,000, 2,500, that kind of stuff, right? We are, yeah, we, are, we, we have been, and we are uh, continuing to do that. Um, it's something we don't really want to have to do, but like we need to do. You know, somebody makes a commitment, and they kind of renege on the commitment. Or for whatever reason, they drop out or, or, or don't follow through. Um, you know, it's taxpayer dollars, and we feel like we need to go after it. The um, uh, We just got a note in yesterday that Lee Davis, uh, the executive director for the Santa Rosa Island Authority, had said that she was not going to renew her contract. I think it goes through April. I'm working on memory here. But um, was that a surprise to find out that she's not going to renew? And what does that mean for the county in terms of the operations for SRIA? Uh, it was a bit of a surprise to me. She called me uh, a couple of weeks ago, I guess it was now, and let me know. And uh, I, it was a bit of a surprise. I, you know, though that's all right. They will they will go out for a search for, for a new executive director. Sure. And uh, I think, but I think as far as operationally, I think I think it'll be fine. You have some good staff out there with Robbie Schrock and Juan Lemos and some other folks. Very good. That'll they'll carry on. And, get, and she is there until April, so it's not just an immediate thing. Right. And I think it'll be. A, I think it'll wind up being a smooth transition. The uh, last thing I wanted to ask you about is, I guess you're having an open house in February, but this is going to be for the purchasing department, for anybody who thinks they might want to sell to the county, come and find out how to do it better, even if you already do it, or how to do it in the first place if they don't do it yet, right? That's correct. Yeah, we're going to do that uh, and have that open house. We're going to try to do uh, one a quarter. Okay. Uh, met with Lindsey Stevens yesterday, and then something that, that we're putting together to try to try to be more open, transparent. How how, how you do business with Kimby County? Uh, you know, minority businesses, and we want to do that as well. And so it's just an effort and a push that we're making there in our uh, procurement division to uh, just try to try to be more inclusive and, and try to bring folks in and. You know, we want as, as many uh, vendors as we can get. Uh, more competition bring, brings uh, better prices. Absolutely. So that's what we're trying to do. And and you you hate to think that there's businesses out there who could be selling to the county and bringing that competition, that price re- reduction and quality improvement, uh, and just don't do it because they're too daunted by the prospect of learning the process or don't feel like they have a chance against established vendors. So, I mean, I think that's a really good thing. Wes Moreno, he is the Escambia County Administrator. Wes, as always, thanks for the time, and uh, we'll talk to you again next week. All right. Thank you, Andrew. Absolutely. Have a good one, now. You bet. 652 on News Radio 92.3, informative, local, dependable. I'm Andrew McKay. Greater Pensacola's leaders are in the tallest buildings and smallest shops, and they come together here to drive growth and innovation, to bridge industries, to share fresh ideas, and to understand how they can play a part in Greater Pensacola's success. The Greater Pensacola Chamber of Commerce. We believe local businesses are the cornerstone of a great community. Hi, I'm Dr. Ben McMillan. 
and I'm a chiropractor and the owner of Neal Clinic Comprehensive Healthcare. Are you tired of covering up your pain with medications and ready to find the source of your problem and fix it? Then tune in to the Pensacola Expert Panel live Friday mornings at 9 a.m. and I'll discuss how chiropractic care can help you. And if you miss Friday's show, you can listen to the replay Saturdays or anytime through the podcast. The Pensacola Expert Panel, 9 to 11 weekdays on News Radio 923 AM 1620. The cooler weather in Pensacola is a great time of the year for gardening, whether it's planting roses, planting shrubs and trees and cool weather color, and of course, planning for spring. This is Mike Wiggins. If you've got gardening questions, we've got answers on the News Radio Garden Line every Tuesday morning at 9 on the Pensacola Expert Panel. And if you miss us on Tuesdays, then catch the Encore Edition every Saturday morning at 9. Sponsored by Pensacola Hardware, Blue Sky Landscaping, Barnes Feed Store, and Lucky's Pine Straw. Local experts share their expertise on the Pensacola Expert Panel. It's Pep Talk on News Radio 92.3. Informative, local, dependable. National average for a gallon of gas, 307. Florida's 312. Mississippi is 266. And California is 461. And Navarre, 267 everywhere. Uh, all the good stations, anyway. And you know which ones they are. 276 in uh, Tiger Point at the, uh, I think that's the Liberty Station, 289 in Proper. If you're in Milton, 279 at the Raceway, uh, 278 in Pea Ridge at the Murphy, and 279 at the Raceway going through Pace. If you get over on a nine mile in Pensacola, you got 271 at the, uh, at the Walmart there. Uh, at the Walmart, uh, the Murphy in front of the Walmart on US 29 has uh, 271. And coming in from the southwest side, uh, 277 if you can wait that long to the Charlotte Cervantes. 655 News Radio 923. I'm Andrew McKay. It's Pensacola Morning News, and Jake has traffic on the fives. Jake? Well, we're looking pretty good out there on the roadways this morning. We do have a little backup to tell you about. That's Highway 98 eastbound at Whispering Pines Boulevard uh, heading out of Navarre this morning. That's uh, where the Ronnie's Car Wash is on the on the left there if you're headed eastbound. Uh, that's causing some backups going all the way towards uh, the causeway there. Uh, and uh, looking around town otherwise, Highway 90 coming out of Milton through Pace. You're clear on around the curve to Scenic and on into town. Highway 29 south through Cantonment is checking in clear. Looks like Chase Street, Gregory Street, Garden Street, Palavox, all checking in clear. This traffic report is brought to you by Executive Landscaping. Call us today for all your commercial and premium landscaping needs. Call or text our traffic tip line if you see anything slowing you down out there. 437-1620. I'm Jake Walker with Traffic on the Five. Thanks so much, Jake. By the way, we have uh, two semi-anniversary. Uh, one, I have been here 10 years, so thank you so much, Pensacola. You all, I mean, seriously, y'all have been so welcome to me and my family. This northern Midwestern kid, <laughs> some philosopher guy who comes in here and talks about local politics. Uh, and Jake, three months. So yeah, I have been here 90 40, days. I've been so. here 40 times as long as you have. <laughs> You're just 2, 2.5% of the way there, Jake. Uh, math. <laughs> Almost. <laughs> David Wayne in the newsroom with our headline. What do you got? Da- three, three years, David? Is that right? Three years, yeah. Three years. Nicely yeah, done. All right. Absolutely. Well, way to go. Uh, what's going on in the newsroom, sir? Well, something we've seen locally. Experts are saying swatting calls have been on the rise nationally as well. Swatting, of course, is when somebody calls the police, files a false, dangerous report, and heavily armed law enforcement arrives at a person's home. It is a surprise when it happens to you. It's very personal. It's very violating. 
That is uh, New York GOP Representative Brandon Williams. He was one of seven different politicians that uh, reported swatting incidents over the holidays. Uh, Of course, that's a felony just about everywhere and could result in prison time. An Alabama judge allowing the nation's first execution using nitrogen gas. Later this month, Kenneth Eugene Smith was sentenced to death for killing a woman in 1988. He survived a botched execution attempt via lethal injection in November of 2022. And uh, the New England Patriots are expected to part ways with head coach Bill Belichick today. Uh, Belichick, of course, has been with the Patriots for 24 seasons and has a uh, pretty pretty good record, you might say, including uh, six Super Bowl wins. Uh, Belichick and the Patriots uh, owner Robert Kraft have been meeting to make sure the decision is mutual and without conflict. Belichick does have a year left on his contract. He's expected to continue coaching somewhere else. Are those wins for Bill Belichick or wins for Tom Brady? I'm not sure which uh... (laughs) (laughs) deflated footballs before and after, you know, what's the comparison? All right, David, thanks so much for the update. 658 here on News Radio 92.3. Oh, uh, odd story I saw yesterday, military.com. The Army has seen a sharp decline in white people recruiting, signing up to be in the military. Uh, in Let's see, you, they, they're falling short of their service goal, missed its target by 65,000, uh, and that's largely in part because of a significant percentage dip in white people wanting to be in the military. It's kind of weird. That number has consistently dropped to a low of 25,000 in 2023. It's a 6% decline from the year prior. And it used to be in uh, 2018, it was 56% of new recruits were white. Uh, In 2023, it's 14%. So it's down 12% over that time. Meanwhile, black recruits have gone up from 20 to 24% of the pool and Hispanic from 17 to 24. Not because there are more of them, but because with whites declining, their share of the overall recruit pool has gone up. This is a weird phenomenon. And what the theory is, the best going theory, is that with the negative perception of like wokeness in the military or just generally about military service, that the older generation isn't sort of encouraging the younger generation to go in the military, among whites in particular. And so a lot of them are just kind of not doing it for that reason. Very weird uh, statistic that just came out. Very weird phenomenon. A little hard to explain. Uh, but that's what seems to be going on. Super quick future news. Will we have a future news next time at 850? Yes. Listen on air at 92.3, 95.3, and AM 1620. News Radio 92.3. WNRP Golf Breeze, Milton, Pensacola.